Welcome to the Nissan ICC Champions Trophy Podcast. I'm your host, Mzama Malloy. Alongside me is Mr. Peter Davies. What's up, Peter? Hey, Mzama. Good to see you, man. Looking forward to a fantastic tournament. Uh, it's always been a little bit living in the shadow of the World yeah, Cup yeah. as ICC Champions uh-huh. Trophy. But maybe with eight really good teams this time around, it might just step out of those shadows. So it's pretty simple, really. Over the next two weeks and a bit, we'll preview and review ten matches from England and Wales. As Peter said, as eight teams face off for glory, we're going to chat, disagree, ask an expert every now and then, and occasionally bet on something. I think Peter's house, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, before we, we jump into everything, uh, let's, let's, let's give some incentive for people listening. How about some trivia, all right? Yeah, go for it. Now, uh, this is, of course, the ICC Champions Trophy. There's one team that's featured in several finals. Question is, how many ICC Champions Trophy finals has India played in? Think about it. We'll come back to the answer later. Peter, 8th edition of ICC Champions Trophy, 8-team field. Champions Trophy is like, for me, like bowling at the death. If you miss, I hit. No chance for mistakes. Three strikes or even two and you're out. Yeah, I think that's the beauty of this tournament because in, in history, we had a couple of the minnows involved. I remember the United States being involved yeah. in back in the day and, and a couple of the other sides as well. And I think uh, whereas some people regard that as perhaps a nice thing for the World Cup to have the minnows involved, I think a lot of people see that as a distraction mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Now, here you've got the best eight teams in the world. And when I say the best eight teams in the world, of course, there's no West Indies, which uh, is, is a bit of a, uh, you know, yeah. for me, who's a massive fan of Caribbean cricket yeah. and all they've achieved and, and contributed to the game over the years. They're not there, but they've only got themselves to blame. Yeah. They didn't qualify. So yeah. if you don't qualify, you can't make it. Ask Arsenal fans. So um, <laughs> they're not going to be there. <laughs> Bangladesh are going to be there. At and, their expense. Uh, at their expense. And, uh, you know, quite frankly, they deserve it as well. They've had some decent results over the last couple of years. Hmm. Now, speaking of Bangladesh, uh, Bangladesh, the inaugural host, 1998. Yeah. You remember the Proteas winning that competition. Best times for South African cricket uh, hasn't really returned. How could we forget that? Back in 1998, whenever anybody says we've never won an ICC trophy, well, in fact, we have. We yeah. won the 1998, the inaugural. Back then it was called the Knockout Trophy. Yeah. And it was held in Bangladesh. And that was before Bangladesh had become a full ICC mm-hmm. test-playing nation. So already and it was ICC there, almost like as a fundraiser to say, listen, that. exactly, mm-hmm. let's, let's try and see what we can do with Bangladesh and let's try and uh, sort of get the coffers going there and get cricket there in that part of the world going. South Africa stormed to victory. They beat the West Indies. Um, it was an interesting final. I remember it well, actually, back in... Uh, in Dhaka, uh, South Africa 248 for six in their 47 overs, and then the West Indies 245 all out. So South Africa uh, uh, getting through there by four wickets and winning it very nice. I remember John T. Rhodes mm. taking some incredible catches during that tournament as well. And I think a lot of South Africans, we all thought this was going to be a springboard to some great success. Only, I remember only one year away yeah. was the dreaded 1999 oh. <laughs> semi-final. Alan Donald Lance Clusen, the debacle. The pain. So, uh, the pain. Yeah. I remember crying on my parents' bed that night. Really? I literally, I, I was in my teens. I remember crying yeah. that day. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was frustrating. I remember actually doing that game in the studio here with Fani Davidias and both of us. You know, when that first four got hit, fantastic, boom, boundary. And then uh, we thought, okay, well, that's it. It's in the bag. And then, uh, of course, it didn't happen. A little bit similar to what happened against England a couple of days ago oh. with uh, Morrison Miller at the yeah. crease. And hopefully that's not going to be uh, a repeat there. But, yeah, that was the first tournament. And it sort of set things going. We had it every two years mm-hmm. instead of every four but years. But now it's at four. That. I think really to accommodate the, uh, what is it, the T20 competition. So speaking yeah. of Miller, Miller, 
Miller Morris were playing against England in that match. South Africa came back and won the very next match by how many? How many wickets was that? Was it seven six? Sm- smashed them by seven wickets. Obviously bowling up front. Uh, I mean, South Africa's uh, sort of uh, thing is to really win the toss mm-hmm. and, and chase. And they did it again. Of course, they lost the first two games, but against England, fantastic bowling from Rabat. And, and Wayne Parnell as well. He's such a frustrating character, Wayne Parnell, yeah. because on paper, he adds so much to the Proteas in terms of his left arm seam, which, is, which on his day can be devastating, mm-hmm. late swing. As it should. But he's always one of these guys who you never quite know what you're going to get from him. Uh, he can also come and smash it nicely with a bat at the end of the innings. Uh, but he also often just bowls one over, which goes for 20, or one yeah. over that goes for 22. That penultimate and he sort of undoes all that good work. But, I mean, yeah, that guy, if he could just get it right, then uh, he could be devastated. Could. I'd have him in our, in our opening 11, but that's mm-hmm. maybe a conversation for later. Sure. Now, now uh, let's jump into the, the opening match, Bangladesh against England. The hosts, England on fire, first team, however, the other day, the first team in ODI history to lose first six wickets inside the first five overs. I mean, mm. that's the first time since the very first ODI was played in 1971, which, wow. is, which is actually like, is because the first three days of a mm. test were, were rained out, and they decided, okay, let's, let's have some fun. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how the one-day game came about. And back in those days, it was a 60-over affair game. Yeah. And that was the game you're referring to was between Australia and England. England. And uh, MCG, yeah, was it? Way, way back, I think it was, uh, I'm Melbourne. not too sure of the venue, but yeah. uh, it was definitely down under, absolutely. And um, yeah, that was the first ever... Uh, one-day game. So interesting. I mean, you know, South Africa gets labelled with this chokers tag, but I tell you what, tell me how many ICC trophies England have won. And <laughs> one. There'll be none. Well, was a big well, fat zero. Maybe the T20. Okay, okay, if, okay. if we could throw in that T20 in the yeah. Caribbean a few years ago, perhaps. But talking about um, 50 the, the 50 overs, mm-hmm. I mean, they've got, been to a few finals themselves and not made it. And my thing with England is, even though I know a lot of the bookies have made them favourites, I see um, today, that's the latest from that, that point of view. But uh, even though they're often uh, are good, I, I find England, and it's across the board with all sports, mm. they're not good when they are saddled with the favourites tag. Hmm. They're okay when they come from behind and, okay. and, and back to the wall and that kind of stuff. But you have a look at England's history over the years. And when they expect it to do well, they often don't do well. Now, they expected, I see, they were, I think the bookies have got them at, uh, what's it, um, uh, favorable three odds. to one or something like that, favorable just ahead odds, of yeah. India. Exactly. Um, and, uh, but I, my, my money, and I'm not a betting man, my money, though, is that England will not win this tournament. Okay, okay, okay. Now, speaking of uh, England themselves, pretty much an embarrassment of riches when their guys are on form. You've got Roy at the top of the, Roy and Hales at the top of the, the order, Joe Root, Morgan, who's oh, Morgan, the captain, who's coming good at, uh, of late, scored a century in the opening ODI against South Africa. Ben Stokes, uh, the man everyone talks about and salivates over. You've got Butler, you've got Ali, you've got Wilkes, and you've got Johnny Bairstow in reserve. So technically, this team should go far. They've got every base covered. They are a very well-balanced side. South Africa, probably the only side in the world that can match them in terms of, of balance, that is for sure. And some of the names that you mentioned, fantastic stuff. And, I don't think you even mentioned the likes of Moe and Ali as well. You can yeah. come in and, and, and do a job with a bat and with a ball. Uh, they've blooded one or two decent guys. Well, Sam Billings, there's another chap yeah. who's come through. Alex Hales at the top of the order. Uh, Joe Root. Uh, ben Stokes, that guy, he, he just, uh, he's the glue for everyone, isn't he? Because he's yeah. two, sometimes three cricketers in one because he's got a great pair of hands as well. But he comes in, bowls those, those seamers at a, at, a, at a fairly decent clip and then can just smash any attack to any part of the ground. So, so, so here's the interesting he's going to be thing. key, I think. Yeah. Here's the interesting thing about Ben Stokes. There's a bit of concern over him. He's got uh, a, a knee niggle, which actually kept him out of that third one day. Apparently, when he bats, it's fine, but when he bowls, it's sore. So 
they've got they've got him, Moen Ali, and Chris Wilkes missed out on the last ODI as well. I think Chris yeah. Wilkes had an issue with his a tight quad, mm-hmm. so they were arrested for that third ODI. So, is it a given that England will just run run everyone else over? Well, I think especially you- when you don't have that that kind of that kind of fire, firepower. Exactly. I think, I think their strength is, even though we've, we've said that they're very well balanced and they are, I think their strength slightly is in favour of their batting. I think their bowling, if there is a weakness, perhaps there's seam bowling. You've got a couple of guys who aren't that experienced, particularly in bowling at the death as well, the likes of Willie, although they'll be very glad to welcome back Mark Wood, yeah. who did the job, of course, against South Africa superbly in that second ODI when we only needed, I think, what was it, seven off the last over, and we yeah. didn't manage to do that. So that was great. That'll fill him with a lot of confidence. Uh, their bowling, not quite as strong as their batting, but... A very good side overall. Perhaps yeah. their group is slightly harder. I don't know. That's also arguable. I mean, both of these groups are pretty tough, mm-hmm. but they've got the old enemy, Australia, yeah. Bangladesh, and then New, New Zealand. Zealand. And New Zealand, as we all know, they always raise their game. They're yeah. always more than the sum of their parts in these Spoilers. tournaments. Spoilers. Uh, Spoilers. <laughs> and again, it comes back to expectations. And then we said England, you know, often the, the mantle of expectation is too much for them to bear, whereas the Kiwis, they always go in knowing that there's not that much pressure on us. We're not expected mm-hmm. to win. So I think that frees them up often yeah. to, to play often above their potential. Hmm. Now, speaking of a, a team who've lately played above their potential, Bangladesh. Bangladesh, like we said, inaugural host. They, there's some sense inside of Bangladesh. I was, reading, I was reading a few articles that they're tired of being known as the team of upsets and actually want to be seen as contenders, mm. actually competitors going into competitions. You know, they've got some decent players, guys who've been playing now on the international circuit at the highest level for a decade or so. Uh, an issue with them is that they're obviously far more comfortable on their own yeah. patch, in their own conditions, where it's a little bit low, slow, that kind of thing. England, at this time of the year, when uh, you know it's still fairly early in that English summer, you'll mm. see a lot of guys out there with two jerseys on and that kind of <laughs> stuff, and wishing they were gloves. But um, I'm just worried that where the ball is possibly expected to nip around a bit at this stage of the year, that it might be a problem for Bangladesh. We saw in one of their warm-up games, against India yeah. that they got, they got pasted smashed. they lost I mean, by what 240 runs I think India got yeah I think India got what 330 somewhere around there yeah. and they got shot out for 80 odd so that's always a concern when the ball's doing a little mm-hmm. bit that's where Bangladesh might struggle having said that as you mentioned they've got some decent players a skipper Mashraf Mortaza you've got Imral Kays at the top of the order uh, Mamadula who comes in Mashfiq Rahim mm-hmm. Uh, and then the all-rounder, who's often been at the top the of man, the... The man, Shakib Alassane. Yeah, Shakib Alassane, who does it as well. So on paper, they've got some good players. My concern is that perhaps the venue is not mm. ideal for them. Uh, having said that, they've been spoilers as well. And I mean, England, again, when yeah. it comes down to this whole pressure 2015. Thing, 2015, World Cup, down under. England had to beat Bangladesh to get through the knockout phase. What happened? They lost to, to Bangladesh. 15 so runs. They opened, they opened <laughs> up against the old Tigers this time around. Let's see what the Tigers have got in the tank. should be very interesting, especially in regards to, you were speaking about how Bangladesh struggle when they're not on the subcontinent or at home. They do have one victory against England in England. That was in 2010, Bristol, about two hours, Mm. two and a half hours down the road from uh, the Kennington Oval. Down the old M4. So it's, uh, and interestingly enough, because they've always blooded young players, they do have about four or five of those Mm. players who are in that team. So they they should at least have an idea of the surroundings. And experience counts for a lot as well. And as I said, the nucleus of this Bangladeshi side is a very experienced. And they've got some good bowlers, uh, good spin bowlers, and, and good batting at the top of the order as well. And again, I don't think they'll be expected to go into this match as favourites, which will also it suit helps them. them. Yeah. And it, it doesn't, I'm telling you, England, when the pressure is on, to me, they, they struggle. And, um, you know, I'm not saying that they're going to lose this opening game. 
But uh, I think Bangladesh might run them a little bit closer than, than a lot of people might expect. So who for you is player to watch on either side of the... Actually, no, you give your player and I'm going to give my player. Well, I think, I think I need to go for Shakib Al-Hassan on, okay. the, on the Bangladesh side because, because of what he can do. And he's also played in the IPL. He's also played in the Big Bash League down mm-hmm. in Australia as well. So he's got a lot of experience on a wide variety of playing surfaces. So uh, I'm going to have to go for him on the, on the side of Bangladesh. As far as England are concerned, I'll tell you what, you could, you could name a whole host, but I'm going to stick with the all-rounder theme. And uh, if he's fit, Ben Stokes could be yeah. the match winner. I'm going to go with, uh, is it Mustafa Zerrahman, the, uh, the, the, the young paceman. He's a, as you were saying, that in terms, of, in terms of seeming conditions, England is the place to be, and you'll find that a lot of Bangladesh are renowned for their, for their spin attack. That'll be second, second sure. line of attack. If they can so, unearth somebody who's a consistent, decent pace player. Exactly. So, so he's, been consistent, he's been consistently performing. And on the England side, because you said Ben Stokes, I'm going to have to go with uh, Owen Morgan then. He's, uh, they, they've stuck with him. He's produced the goods. I think he's a, he reminds Island me a bit reject. of a... Huh? <laughs> <laughs> he reminds me a bit of a Faf Duplessis, actually, in terms of mm. that he actually G's the guys up. Mm. I wouldn't say okay, he... Does, does, does the business with the bat, looks good when he's on form, and uh, I think I think could lead them towards something special, but uh, right. because the Proteas are in this one, I, I can't actually say that. You're right. I mean, he, he can be absolutely devastating with yeah. the bat when, when it's all going his way, and I think he's got a, a nice leadership style as well, so he's been quite calm and collected and uh, you know measured in his response. We all know the scrutiny that England sporting captains have to, to go under uh, in, t- in terms of the media and that kind of stuff, so uh, he, does, he does a great job, Owen Morgan, and uh, you know, the Irish connection, when you think back, he played for Ireland back in mm. the day, and he's he, graduated through uh, to Captain England, it, it says a lot about him. Head-to-head, England uh, played Bangladesh 19 times, England winning 15, Bangladesh winning on four occasions. Are we looking for five? I don't think so. I think uh, I'd love to see it happen, uh, but I think England will have too much gas. Uh, opening match of the tournament, uh, you know, a lot of expectation. That I think they will manage to, to, manage to weather that storm of, of pressure and expectation. I think they will come out on top. Following on from that, Peter, let's hear what our Nissan ambassador, Sean Pollock, has to say on this opening encounter between England and Bangladesh. As far as England versus Bangladesh go, I don't see much happiness for the Bangladesh side. They've struggled in the warm-up games. Um, I think they were 20 for 5 or 30 for 6 against India in the last warm-up game. And I think England on their own home conditions, having played three tough one-day internationals against South Africa, will be very sharp and raring to go. So I would see England winning the first match of the tournament and making a very positive start. Bangladesh, I think they'd have to play well above their current standards if they to compete, and I'd be very surprised if they won. And as we ended, remember our trivia question at the start of the show was how many ICC Champions Trophy finals has India played in? Peter, any takers? Hmm, let me, I'm thinking, okay, obviously last time around because they yeah. won it. Yeah. Uh, it turned out to be a T20 match yeah, yeah. instead of a 50-over <laughs> game. Uh, so that's one. I think they played New Zealand back in 2000 in Kenya, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And there might be another one floating around. So I'm not 100% sure about but I'm going to go for three. Okay, so technically it's three. Actually, no. Oh, hello. It's actually three. There you go. It's actually yeah. three. Yeah. But technically it's four. Beaten finalists Explain. in 2000 uh, against New Zealand. Two rained out matches against Sri Lanka in 2002, which they eventually shared ah. the trophy. And did they and play each game? Did they they, it was a ball bowled in each game? There, was, there were actually two ah, innings. You sneaky son. Mm-hmm. Oh. And, two, and 2013 victory over England yes. in England. Okay, so it's actually four. 
It's actually four. It's actually but four. But debatable. Debatable. I could have been right. You, <laughs> <laughs> you're close. Peter, two pools out at the ICC Champions Trophy. South Africa drawn in Pool B. Uh, they're up against the likes of Sri Lanka, Pakistan, and India. You think they're going to... They've got Sri Lanka first up, but how's that going to go? I mean, we beat them the last time we played them in an actual tournament. We whitewashed them when we faced them in ODIs here in South African summer. But um, what's your take? Look, I mean, yeah, it's actually quite an interesting pool for South Africa because all three subcontinental rivals uh, sort of heaped together there, so we've got to play them one after the other. Sri Lanka first up. I think we have got the wood over them, quite frankly. Um, when they came and toured South Africa here, as you mentioned, uh, they, they, they came off second base pretty badly, quite yeah. frankly. But don't forget that South African conditions as well, which is a slightly different ball game. Mm. Uh, and, in fact, I think the last time we played these guys in the Champions Trophy was back on home soil, 2009, mm. and we lost. And, and, mm. the re- and, and that was the reason why we didn't go through to the knockout phases, because we lost to Sri Lanka. But I think we will have too much firepower for them. I expect to overcome Sri Lanka quite, quite easily. Um, the other two, India, obviously, is the big one there. India, also, fantastic record. I mean, gone are the days when you say India, outside of India, are not issues, yeah. that, 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 that difficult a prospect. Not, not true at all. In fact, they've got a fairly good record in England in Champions Trophy conditions. And considering their ability with the ball seamers, exactly. that, that, that match against uh, Bangladesh where they bowled them out for 84, yeah. nine of those wickets came from seamers. Well, you've suddenly got guys who, and, and, and this is where the IPL has been fantastic, mm-hmm. they've suddenly got guys who can bowl at the death superbly. I mean, Bumrah, he's got this strange, very sort of... Uh, uh, jerky action. But he, I'll tell you what, he lands those, with those yeah. and you've got Kumar as well, and uh, you've got your seamers, you've got your, your spinners, you've got, again, great uh, uh, great balance here from India's point of view as well. So I think they're going to be the big guys. And then Pakistan, and, and the cliche is, yeah, I mean, the, unpredict- the, the only th- predictable thing about Pakistan is that they're going to be unpredictable. Uh, and again, they've, they've struggled to replace, I mean, the three great titans of their middle order batting, mm. uh, you know, the Eunice Khan and... Uh, and, and people like that, uh, Ms. Baal-Huck, uh, they've moved on. So there's a bit of a gap there mm-hmm. for some young talent to come through from a batting point of view. But again, you've got your Muhammad Amirs. Uh, you've got uh, quite a potent bowling attack. Yeah. Yeah, Azar Ali's up front as well. Um, so who knows? On their day, they can beat anyone, but consistency is a problem for them. I, I think if I had to make a call in that group, um, I, would, I would go with the smart money really and say that South Africa and India are probably the two that are going to progress through to the final four. Uh, I'm not going to disagree with you on that one. Pool A, we've got the host nations, England, host nation that is, England, Bangladesh, Australia and New Zealand, Tron Tasman rivals there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be a tough one considering you've got the world champions in there. You've got, you've got actually you've got two of the, two of the last finalists in the world, in, in, at the World Cup. Yeah. You've got host England who are on fire in terms of ODIs. Bangladesh there trying to box above their weight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, unfortunately, I think Bangladesh are possibly going to be the wooden spooners in that particular group, and then it's going to be a f- dogfight between those three, as you mentioned, the two finalists at the last World Cup down under, and England as well. And in Australia, yes, we beat them 5-0 on home soil here not too long ago, but They've you can a short never, memory. ever discount yeah. Australia when it comes to a tournament, a competition. They always seem to rise above themselves. Uh, you look at their team, and they're perhaps heavily reliant on the likes of Steve Smith, Mitchell Stark, mm. Uh, Josh Hazelwood with the ball as well. But they always seem to rise to the occasion when it comes to tournament cricket. I don't think anybody will write them off. In fact, I think they're second favourites after England hmm. in terms of the bookies there. And, and in that, fact, they're, they're, long, volumes, they're the right? long-range favourites for the next World Cup as well. I was actually looking at, mm. look at those odds, so that's pretty interesting mm. as well. I mean, they're the opposite of South Africa when it comes to <laughs> mentality in these tournaments. Is it doesn't matter how, on paper, they don't maybe look too good. They always seem to rise to the occasion. So I expect the Aussies to go through. I think England, oh, I don't know. Hey? Mm. My heart says 
New Zealand. <laughs> My head says England. So uh, England and uh, Australia to go through. Look, but maybe look, the Kiwis can look, sneak Ben Stokes well. was born in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And his parents recently moved back. So technically you could have a New Zealander. I mean, there's a whole bunch of South Africans involved <laughs> as always as well whenever England are playing any cricket. But I expect them to sneak through. So if you look at a final four of India, South Africa, mm. Australia and England, I'll tell you what, it's going to be a great tournament. That's what I'm looking forward to about this yeah. Champions Trophy. Very compressed, there's, there's quick. There's no Mickey Mouse one-sided yeah. games, everything at stake. And, and you lose one, cheers, pack those bags. And that's how we ended ICC Champions Trophy podcast. Look out for us in the next few days. We'll be reviewing and previewing the upcoming matches.